You are listening to the Revive the World Ministries podcast. We hope this message encourages you to be all God created you to be so that you can impact the world around you with the love and power of God. For more information about us, you can visit our website at revivetheworld.org or visit us in person each Sunday at 10.30 a.m. and Wednesday at 6.30 p.m. We hope to connect with you soon. this morning. Good to see you. We are a couple weeks into Tony's um, eight weeks sabbatical, and he says hi, and he misses everybody. He just got back from Colorado, so he's doing all kinds of cool stuff with Jesus during this time, and what an honor and a privilege it is to be able to share my heart with you this morning. Last week, we had a really powerful Sunday um, of God just really focusing in on dreams. And um, even in, in desert seasons of life. And um, this morning, I, I, wa- I want to do a continuation of that. Um, I want to talk about valleys. I've been doing a, um, I did a mini-series on our social media page of battle plans for the valley, because I think it's something that, um, that God is doing in the earth, the preparation of the bride, and that gets me super excited, um, because it's, you know, what I was made for and called to, and I get excited when I start talking about um, the king coming back. I get excited when I start talking about Jesus coming back. It's like really good news. And, you know, we know in part now, but then we'll see him. We're going to see him in all his glory face to face. What what would that be like? (laughs) I've experienced some pretty amazing moments with Jesus, some that I'd never share. And I've experienced him, his glory in small ways. Can you imagine experiencing Jesus in all of his glory? What that's going to be like. I just feel a, a really, um, the peace of the Lord in the room, and just his sweet, sweet, the tender shepherd. The tender shepherd. That beautiful picture of Jesus, the tender shepherd, guiding, gently guiding the sheep that he cares for, and hearing the cries of the one and trusting the sheep that's been in its care, his care. Trusting that they're going to be able to do what they do while he goes and does what he does. He entrusts the church to be able to do what we see the Father doing through Jesus' life. To say what we heard the Father saying through Jesus' words. 
while he goes and does what he needs to do. But he left us with something. He left us with the Holy Spirit. In preparation for the bride, without the power of the Spirit of God, will leave us running in circles and exhausted. <laughs> There's a preparation coming for the bride, but without spirit and truth, we're going to miss it. Without spirit and truth, will we be able to look like the bride that he's coming back for? Without spirit and truth, will we be able to see people set free? Because the truth is what sets people free. And the spirit of God is what people receive. So we can tell people truth all day long. But once they get free, then what, the, what do they do without the spirit of God? There's spirit and truth. The Spirit of God, I know it by a lot of names. The one I like the most is love because it is who he is and there's no separation between power and love. There's no separation between power and love. Although we see power void of love a lot. Spirit and truth. There's a preparation coming for the bride, but we need both. And there's a truth that's higher. There's a truth that's higher than circumstance of reality. <laughs> Normally, you know, I just feel a really interesting, <laughs> a really interesting mood that Holy Spirit is in today. I believe that, that the Father's heart for this morning was that we would be reintroduced to the Holy Spirit and really see the Holy Spirit as the Holy Spirit. Not as maybe what we've thought that should look like or be, but the personhood of the Holy Spirit, the tenderness of the Holy Spirit, and the power of the Holy Spirit. The power comes from the essence of who the Father is and its love. Remember Bob Jones talking about how he had this near-death experience, and before they could resuscitate him, he saw Jesus. And he was seeing Jesus and just so excited and amazed and in awe. And Jesus said, well, Bob, did you learn to love? And then he was resuscitated. He went to heaven to see Jesus and all the questions in the world and all the, the wisdom that God could have given him. Here's the strategy to go back and fight the enemy. Here's, here's what I want you to do. Here's all the things you can do. No, but Jesus said, did you learn to love? 
Did you learn to love? Love is the greatest force on the planet. And Jesus showed that to us with his life. Power void of love will get us nowhere. It'll get our heads super puffed up. It'll cause us to be exhausted. But love is enough. I don't know who needs to hear that this morning, but love is enough. Well, you need to talk about this, and we need to preach about that, and people need to know about this. Love is enough because he is love. It is who he is. And maybe my view, my view of what love is, is small in comparison to the God of the universe. Love is enough because love is who he is. In a moment when I have, when I'm in front of someone and I have, I have time with someone, whether that be a close friend, a family member, or an acquaintance, or someone I bump into at the store, or when I'm in a restaurant and I have a waitress, someone's checking me out. To love them is enough. To love them is enough. Love is the doorway to the power that we're looking for. Listen, the world is looking for power. They're looking for a supernatural encounter. And we don't have to be afraid. Because we have the encounter that they've been longing for since they were born. See, we were made in the image of God. And so when we see the image of God inside someone else, we recognize him. And maybe when we, when we're, you probably realize this from before you knew him, from before you saw him. In the moment that you saw a glimpse of Jesus, probably for most of us, it was inside of somebody else. A smile, generosity a mentor, a teacher, a leader, a friend, a family member, we saw an image that we recognized we needed. Because we were with him before we were ever here. And our spirit recognizes the spirit of love, who God is. We recognize that image because we were made not just to look like him, but to be like him in the earth. And, and, the, and the way that we're able to live out that greater purpose in the earth is by recognizing how loved we really are. Is by recognizing him as love. I remember growing up and having this interesting um, interesting view of Holy Spirit and thinking it thinking of Holy Spirit as a source of power, you know, like that like the lightning bolt of God or something. Or like the, you know, we call, you know, back in the Pentecostal days or 
the Holy Ghost. It's the Holy Ghost. It's not just the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Ghost. And, um, you know, thinking of it as a kid, like, ooh, it's the Holy Ghost. It's like a vapor in the wind that just rests on you, and then you can experience God. But I believe today the Holy Spirit wants to reveal in a new way to be able to see really with new eyes and experience, some of us maybe for the first time, this power of love that is the Holy Spirit. Because it's Father, Son, and Spirit, they're one. But we do, does anybody else feel like they have this understanding of Jesus and this understanding of the Father? And then Holy Spirit's kind of like in there somewhere. Am I the only one? I grew up like knowing this was an important thing, but not really understanding the personhood of Holy Spirit. And I believe that God is doing something in the earth to prepare the bride, and the Holy Spirit is the representation of the bride. Each of us were made in the image and the likeness of God, and we see that fathers represent Father God. And although it's a skewed view because none of us can love our children the way that the Father loves us in this perfect way, but it is, we, we, we're, we're able to understand this, that fathers carry. They're able to father people well. And we see Jesus, he's representing, he represents the tender shepherd. He represents, a lot of times he, he represents, they're, they're a family unit. They showed us from the beginning the perfect picture of a family unit. Who is representing the gentleness and the power and the authority that mothers carry? The bride. There is a piece of the bride missing in the body. Jesus is coming back for a bride. Sorry, guys. You're, you get to be called a bride. It's an honor. <laughs> if we get to be called sons... <laughs> You guys, we're, we're called the bride. The church is called the bride. The body of Jesus is the bride that he's coming back for. But there's a piece missing. There's a piece missing of the image of God. Listen, God is not a gender. God is not male or female. Jesus came as a man in the earth. But the spirit of God, who God is, Father God, he's not a gender. It makes us comfortable to say his, but he's this bigger being than all of that, right? And if we see the representation of who the Father God is in man, where, where do we see the representation of, of woman? It wasn't that, it wasn't that, masculinity and femininity was it's not just that women are that and men are that all of those things are found in the heart of the father because we came from his heart and we're birthed from his heart so the gentleness and the power and the authority of a mother because I don't know about you but but when I was young I knew that my if I, w I had this just knowing that if I was walking down a dark alley, but my mom was with me, that people would be scared of her. 
because my mom was the scariest person that I knew. <laughs> Nobody was going to mess with my mama. I felt safe with her. And there's also a gentleness and, and a comfort that comes that only a mother can give, that a father cannot give. You see, today in society, we, there, there, there's, there's a tearing down of the family unit, but from the beginning of time, there was the family union. The perfect ideal of family. And women are not forgotten or plan B. But they came out of the heart of the Father. And I believe that the Holy Spirit is what we look to as the bride to be prepared as a bride. Yeah, we look to Jesus. They all come with it. But there's a peace. I'm highlighting a peace that I feel like has been missed a lot. How is the church going to be a spotless bride if we don't even see the, the representation of a bride in the Bible? If we don't see the representation of the image of God in our women in our churches standing up in leadership and authority and, and authoritative places in our churches, operating in power and love? How are we going to be prepared as the body to be the bride without that representation? And I believe that God is saying there's something. It's, it's hot in here, guys. Come on. What is going on? Whew. And I believe that God is preparing the bride. And that's exciting. It is exciting news. If you're a Christian, Jesus is coming back. It's exciting news. And there are things to do. There are things to do, but, but when we have love as our motivation and we have the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit inside of us, if you're a believer, you have the Holy Spirit. You have the Spirit of love inside of you and you have access to lean into that despite of anything. The... the the faith that we have is the access point. And, and, and I, I, I think that today what I believe is that the Holy Spirit is going to encounter us in a new way. And it's going to be able to be a, a marking. A marking on our hearts. A, 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 a point, a foundational point where we can go to this, this moment, this point, this marking from the Holy Spirit, and we're going to be able to have a brand new access point to the power of love in our lives, to the power of the fruit of what the Holy Spirit gives us as believers. There's going to be this marking. God is doing something. There is marking taking place. Not too long ago, we were, we were traveling. We were coming home from a vacation with my sister and and we were reading this book and it was so very beautiful um it's called words that work if you don't have it get it it's incredible um we're reading these stories after stories of just of of um, testimonies of just loving people well and seeing what god does just trusting that love is enough 
And I was just, we were just crying in the car and reading and joyful in the car, reading all these stories because when you see love in action, it does something to you because we were made for this. We were made for this. It, 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 we call it conviction. It's, a, it's, a, it's not a shaming, but it's a drawing in to what we were made for. When I'm convicted, I get excited because I know I'm going closer and deeper than I was before. I know that there's growth because I have a realization of where I no longer need to be. And so we're, we're being moved and feeling the tangible presence of God in the car. And we put the book down. We're pulling up, getting off the highway, about to pull into the house. And all of a sudden, I... I start to have this encounter in the car and I feel the weight of Holy Spirit on my arms and I can't lift my arms up. And I try to look over to my sister and I want to say, hey, I think I'm encountering Jesus. <laughs> I think I'm having an encounter, but I try to talk and I'm just like, Ugh. and and so my mind is there, but, but like my body is just not there. And the Holy Spirit is just encounter me. And it feels as if I'm being grabbed on my arms. And, and I look down at my hands, and it looks as if someone were to squeeze your arms and an imprint would be made on your hands. These big handprints are on my arms. They're not like bruises. It doesn't hurt. It's nothing scary. But it's like I feel the peace and the presence and the love, so I know that it's Holy Spirit. I recognize him. And I see these imprints as if someone's holding onto my wrists. And we're at the stoplight, and I've seen them, and we drive all the way home, and they're there, and I fi we finally get there, and I say, look at my arms. <laughs> I feel, I can't lift my arms, but look over at my arms. It feels like the Holy Spirit's grabbing a hold of me. And I'm sitting there, and then my sister, she sits there, and we're in the dry, and she starts to see on one of her arms a handprint coming up on her arms too. And I just lean back, and I listen in to what the Holy Spirit's saying. I'm like, what's going on? What are you doing? Because when we have these encounters, it's not just, for to be weird for no reason. You know, there's a lot of, I can become a flaky spiritual person if I'm just floating around waiting for the next encounter, but I have no purpose with my encounters. It's supposed to bring me into intimacy with him. Every encounter is for a reason and it's, and it's on purpose. What is he doing? What are you saying? It's not just to feel the tingles and get like a high from the Lord. I might as well just take some Xanax. But, but with him, he comes and he encounters and, and something is happening. There's something happening. He's marking us with every encounter. And I'm asking him and I hear the Holy Spirit saying, you will be my witnesses. And it was as if the Holy Spirit was in front of me, looking at me and my sister, and behind me were my children in the car. My mother was in the car. You will be my witness. It was very personal. 
sometimes I can read the Bible and it, it not, and it's like I'm reading somebody else's story. But remember, we're in the story. Don't remove yourself from the narrative. He, he said, you will be my witnesses. And he marked me. I, I go back to that landing point. I go back to that landing point when my faith is so-so and my hope level's okay, and I say, no, you touched me. I felt you grab a hold of me. You are all-powerful. When I'm praying for someone and don't see them healed, when I, when I see need in my own life, I go back to that marking point and I say, no, you touched me. You were face-to-face, eye-to-eye with me. You, you, you spoke something over my existence. You prophesied over my life. No, you, you touched me. I know who you are because I've encountered you. And there's been a season of people who, who had a lot of faith and said, I don't need the encounters to believe you. And they stood on that marking place. But, but what that does, it's, it leaves us void of intimacy. Because the encounters are us, him revealing who he is. And saying that we don't need encounters is, is rejecting and living in opposition to a piece of who he is. He wants us to encounter him every day. There shouldn't just be the one marking points. There should be marking points that continue. These, these, these moments where we go back, these foundational moments that we stand on. What the Holy Spirit was saying to me comes from this verse. It comes from Acts, Acts 1, and he tells them, you'll, you'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses. You'll be my witnesses in all of Judea and Samaria and, and to the ends of the earth. Listen, that wasn't just their story, it's our story. It wasn't just the disciples' mantle, it's our mantle. It wasn't just the, the call for the 12, but it was the call for all believers. We're a part of that story. You'll be my witnesses. How will we be his witnesses? I, 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 I was ha- we were having a prayer time with our worship team, and during the prayer time I had this, this, this vision in, in my mind's eye, and I saw, I saw this clock, and it was made out of red stone, and in the Father's hand he had... This, this red stone, and he dropped the last piece of this red stone into this huge grandfather clock, and, he, and the clock hit midnight, and he said, the time is now for the sons and daughters of God to be revealed. You know, I talked about the doomsday clock a couple Sundays ago. It's where all these scientists have gotten together and have looked at the prophecies of the Bible and, and are trying to predict the end times, which, you know, he says it's not for us to know. But he says, according to the prophecies, we're really close to midnight. Midnight is, you know, he comes in the midnight hour, the Lord returning. We're really close to midnight. I looked at it today. It's like 100 seconds. We're really close to midnight. 
that clock hit midnight and he said, the time is now for the sons and daughters to be revealed. Romans 8, 18 through 21 says, I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. For the creation waits in eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed. For the creation was subject to frustration, not by its own choice, but by the will of the one who subjected it in hope that the creation itself will be liberated from from its bondage to decay and brought into the freedom and glory of the children of God. Verse 19 says, For the creation waits in eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed, for the sons and daughters of God to be revealed. Creation's waiting, and what does that reveal look like? sons and daughters, and I I don't think it's like this, oh, here they are. I don't think it's a veil coming off of the world's eyes to be able to, oh, now they'll be able to see us. I think there's something coming off of the church's eyes that we start to see who we are, that there's an unveiling taking place. We start to see he's coming back for me. And if he's coming back for me, then, then I possess a power through the Holy Spirit to prepare. I possess, possess a power through the Holy Spirit to prepare the way of the Lord. I love that song we sing today. It comes from the prophet Isaiah in, in 40 um, chapter 40, verse 3 through 4. Hear a voice of one calling in the wilderness. Prepare the way for the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be raised up. Every mountain and hill made low. And the rough ground shall become level and rugged places a plain. And the glory of the Lord will be revealed and all people will see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. The glory of the Lord will be revealed. And all people will see it together. Prepare the way of the Lord. What could we possibly do to prepare the way? Find out who we are. Find out who we are. We're sons and we're daughters and there's We have the power of the Holy Spirit. The spirit of love inside of us. I read Romans 8, 18 through 21. I just want to go up um, back a couple verses to 14. Romans 8 verse 14 says, For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. The Spirit you receive received does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. There, it's not just a transferring from one slave master to another. The spirit you received brought about your adoption into sonship. It's beautiful. I used to not understand why. Why wouldn't God just say, well, we're his kids, but 
it was important in the Jewish culture because it, uh, your own kid you could disown. But it was in the law that if you adopted a son, they w- you could not disown them. You could not, you could not, you know, withhold if they were an heir. You could not withhold from them. We were brought into the adoption as sons, the adoption to sonship. And by him we cry, Abba, Father. By who? Let's go back a little bit. The spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship, and by him we cry, Abba, Father. Who? The spirit. By the spirit, we through the Holy Spirit, we're able to cry, Abba, Father. Verse 16, the Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now, if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. If we indeed share in his sufferings in order that we may also share in his glory. And then it goes on to what I already read. Verse 18, 19, 20. Sometimes I don't feel like I have the power to do much. Sometimes I don't feel like the spirit of love is like doing anything cool inside of me. Sometimes I don't feel like that. But the cool thing is the spirit is interceding on the inside of me, crying out, Abba, Father. What is actually happening? The spirit of God, even when I doubt, that I'm a daughter, even when I doubt, even when you doubt that you're a daughter or a son, even when you doubt what God has called you to, even when you doubt the love that he has for you, the spirit of God is on the inside of you saying, Abba, Father. Even though they don't, even though they don't feel like they can come to you and call you father in this moment, I'm reminding their spirit that you are their father. Even though they are focused on their mistakes, even though they are focused on what they're not seeing happen, I'm inside of you crying out, Abba, Father. The spirit of God reminding us of our identity as sons and daughters, reminding us, hey, Let me reveal to you who you are. It's the revealing from the Holy Spirit. There's a revealing taking place. And this may may sound like repetition for a lot of you who, who have been in the face a long time. But this is important for all of us. It's not selfish for us to be reminded who we are. It's exactly what we need to fulfill the greater purpose that God has for each of us in the earth to be in preparation and prepare the way for the Lord, to be the bride that he's coming back for. Isabel, will you go grab Finley and Calvin for me? I'm going to have you guys stand. I'm going to end with this story, and we're going to pray. Because love is enough, and if I can convince you into an encounter then anybody can convince you that it wasn't God or that it wasn't real. If I can talk you into um, a moment, an emotional, work up an emotional moment, 
you know, then just as easily you can be talked out about it, moved out about it, but love is enough. (laughs) I don't have to lay my hands on you. Love is enough. I want to be obedient to the Holy Spirit and what the Holy Spirit wants to do today. And I believe that the Holy Spirit wants to reveal who he is and who you are in a greater way today through an encounter that will mark us. Your encounter doesn't need to look like mine. It doesn't need to look like the person next to you. It just needs to look like exactly what you need in this moment. And, you know, God is doing something. I brought my kiddos up here. This week is a very special week. Um, They, you know, we were just having, this is how easy. Love is enough. (laughs) We've been real busy this week and hanging out with family and and so in the car, I'm like praying and, ch- and having some, a moment with Jesus while we're headed to the movies. And, and I start praying in my spirit language. And I, and I just start to explain to the kids, you know, this, you know why you can't understand what mommy says sometimes when I, she prays? It's, it's because I have a secret weapon prayer language. And um, it's not for everybody to know what I'm saying, but, but the Holy Spirit knows. And you have the Holy Spirit because you, you gave Jesus your life and you invited him in, right? And they were like, yeah. And I said, you know, the, this is my secret weapon to pray perfect prayers and, and, and to also to align my spirit with the Holy Spirit, to align my spirit with love. And, um, and you get this as a believer, and we pull up to the movies, and I'm like, so before we go in, let's just close our eyes. And you guys ask Holy Spirit, what does my prayer language sound like? And they, they, you know, I see them, and I say, yeah, what are you hearing? And they just say, oh, this is what I'm hearing. And they just begin to speak in their prayer language. And I said, yeah, you got your secret language. And I want you to use it all the time. And... You know, I've been checking in with them, and they've been using it, and there's all kinds of cool stories with that. But today, I don't want to lay hands on you. What I would like to do is pray, and I I would like my boys to just bless you guys and pray in their, their super secret prayer language, their superpower from the Holy Spirit. And I believe that today... The Holy Spirit is going to reveal himself in a new way because the Bible says that if we could be like little children, it's not until we can be like little children that will enter the kingdom of God. There's something, there's something beautiful and, and free and easy about being little children. You crawl up into your dad's lap and you expect him to love you well. You crawl up into your, your dad's lap and, and you expect him to meet those needs. You crawl up into your dad's lap and you're safe and everything that he has to give is good. And if you didn't experience that from your earthly father, in this moment, the Lord is going to show you what you deserved. And it was a father who loved you. So I'm going to say a prayer, and and then I'm just going to let the boys go, and 
and, and put hands on y'all and just touch you gently on your, your shoulder or your arm and just pray over you. I want y'all to receive um, from the Lord, and we'll just take a couple of minutes and do that. Um, and then I'll come up and do a little dismissal. So, Jesus, we invite you. Will you guys just pray? Finn and Calvin, Jesus, we invite you to come. Holy Spirit, we thank you. Yeah, go ahead. We pray for, we just thank you, Holy Spirit, for coming and revealing yourself as you are. As you are, not the, the monument we've made of you that makes sense to us, that feels right, that meets the need that we have, but who you are in all of your power and all of your love, Lord, just as you are. We invite you, Holy Spirit, to reveal yourself to your bride today, to mark us, to grip us. Thank you that this is going to be a foundational moment that we stand on, that we come back to, that we, re that we use to remind ourselves. when we see anything in opposition to the truth of who you are and the truth of who you say we are. I, I believe that there are a couple of people in here today who have been internally struggling with their identity, who have been internally struggling with really believing that God is for them, who's been really believing that they're fully accepted just as you are, and today the Holy Spirit wants to come and reveal himself as love and break those lies off for good. And there's a couple people who have been excited about other people's encounters and okay with not having their own. And today the Holy Spirit's going to come with fresh fire. He's going to come with a fresh fire, a love encounter of fire. And so I'm just sending the boys out to lay hands on you. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for what you're doing in this moment and how you're encountering your children. Yeah, just continue to receive from the Lord. Just got a few more minutes. We're just going to wait on what he's doing. It doesn't have to look a certain way. The pressure's off to, to perform or to be like anyone else. Just listening to what you hear the Holy Spirit saying to you. He wants to encounter you more than we could ever imagine. close here in a minute. I, if you are feeling tangibly the presence of God on you physically, if you feel warmth, if you feel heat, if you're feeling tangibly the presence of the Lord on you, just wave your hand at me. 
We're just going to send the, the boys to pray for Why don't y'all come just up in this little front area, if you would. We're going to have the boys just release more over you. If you're somebody in the room who has been seeking for a greater encounter with Holy Spirit, will you wave at me? Yeah. So the people who are up here are going to be my prayer team. I'm putting you on the spot. <laughs> We're going to, um, you guys just glide right here. Calvin, if I want you to just pray for more over them, and I'm going to have the people who want, who've been seeking for just a greater encounter with Holy Spirit to just come and line up in front of these ladies here. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. All right. We love you. We bless you. If you're, you're ready to go, we bless you and you're the rest of your day. We hope to see you on Wednesday at 6.30. If you want to continue to pray and receive, feel free. Feel free to talk and chat. We're just going to continue on with what God's doing up here. Bless you guys. Thanks for listening to Revive the World Ministries podcast. Join us each week for another message and listen to past messages by visiting us online at revivetheworld.org.